You're very welcome to, the, I suppose, the second edition of Tree Talk this week. Uh, again, recording on Wednesday. Things just got in the way, so we had to pre-record. So this we got live on Thursday morning. Yesterday, we would have had the Limerick Senior Hurling and Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship Final preview. Um, you can go check that out on our YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. Today, I suppose we're back to our, our normal Tree Talk, where we kind of go through everything else Limerick is. So obviously, if you're looking for that, Senior hurling or current intermediate hurling, uh, you're in the wrong place. But for today, we'll be looking at the two football finals, intermediate and junior A. There's also Munster Lays football action over the weekend. Um, looking forward to things outside of the hurling this weekend. And obviously, we have the All-Stars this Friday. So we'll be going through our All-Star teams. And I suppose who we think they're going to pick is the main thing for us. So stay tuned for that and more. The impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact that it didn't it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. How are we keeping, Matt? We're recording, I suppose, on Wednesday afternoon, the 26th of October. I must apologize for my voice. I'm a bit uh, run down with the flu, but I'll, I'll be fine. But um, county final week, Matt, you know, as you said in the previous podcast, these are the weeks we live for. Absolutely. And, um, you know, um, what a weekend it is. Um, um, for Limerick hurling and football fans in that we have two hurling finals and two football finals. I suppose, you know, the old chestnut, um, again, a clash of, clash of fixtures. Um, we'd love to see them all. And there's a huge clash on, on um, Saturday when we have three fixtures on it. I think actually the same time we, because we have the hurling game in yeah. between Monoline and Roof and um, you have thrown Broadford and the Pearson and what a final that that promises to be. And then then you you, you have a novel um, junior A final between Branabell and Gary and, and, and Mungret St. Paul's. So um uh then of course all building up to um the big game on Sunday. So it's really, really a fascinating, fast absolutely fascinating weekend of of Gaelic Games activity in the county and it, it will give you an idea of, of um, you know, the, 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 the spread of games and the amount of games and the amount of activity that is going on um, weekly in the Limerick GA calendar, which is absolutely phenomenal. I, I would not swap jobs with, with Mike Reardon for all the tea in China, Jack, because when you sit down and, and um, uh, you know, trying to make sense, sense of all the fixtures, try to get them all down, ensure that they're played, ensure that there's... Um, that there's support in 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 place for each game by way of referees, by way of officials, and all that sort of thing. It's, it's it must be a logistics nightmare because, you know, uh, mentioning those four finals this weekend, Jack, we've a we've we've a whole plethora of under twenty one hurling games over 
or actually spanning out until next Wednesday evening. Um, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, we're into the bank holiday weekend. They're, they're on Saturday, they're on Sunday, they're on Monday, they're on Tuesday, and they're on Wednesday. At which stage, I would imagine, Jack, because the, 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 the under-21 groups tend to have four in them, that we, we should be down to quarterfinals um, in the hurling. And um, you saw yourself, and I sent it to you, that um, there's a schedule already in place for the football. And um, also this weekend, there are three quarterfinals of the Junior B Football Championship. Um, you have you have Nakaderi and Ballylanders, St. Kieran's and Castletown Valley Grand, uh, Kildaimo Palace, Kenry and Oola. And uh, the fourth quarter final is on the following week between Nakan and the Piercy. So, you know, a huge, huge weekend of activity right across the county and um, across the codes as well. So, um, um, yeah, look, these are great weekends. Yeah, we also had the All-Stars Friday. We well, we're well aware of your relationship with the All-Stars and the committee, and we'll get to that. Well, I, I would say my, my, my relationship with the All-Stars is fraught, but they, they, they will have an opportunity on Friday to redeem themselves somewhat. Yeah, that's that's the hope anyway. But we'll start with the intermediate football final between Drum and the Pearshig this Saturday at 3 o'clock in Eskeaton. And looking at the, the two clubs involved, you know, very, very recent experience in the senior championship. Obviously, Drummond Down 2020 in the Pearshig last year and two teams that will feel they belong in the senior championship. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, but full credit to um, um full credit to, to, to both sides for um for resurrecting their, their their fortunes and um you know it was so easy to go away and wallow in their wars of relegation, but they didn't. Um, they, 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 they have they have both bounced back and are rightly, uh, you know, deservedly through to the final. And very interestingly, Jack, um, uh, both sides top their respective groups, um, you know, which which gives you an indication that um, that, that the two best the two best teams over the the, the competition um, uh, are in the final. Now we, we we spoke at length about the situation with the Pearshik and um, um, it, it 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 was far from ideal. But um, um, Wayne Cronin, to a certain degree, that their captain clarified that sense and that they that, that that they played a lot of a lot of um, um, challenge games. Challenge games. But it, yeah, but it doesn't get away from the fundamental point here, Jack. And we'll be talking more about it when we're talking about the Junior A Championship. That um, at intermediate championship level, there there should be no such thing as walkovers. And 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 two of them in the one group, you know, as uh, to me is unforgivable. Now, um, I ask myself the question: Is it the clubs or is it the system? Um, but doing nothing to ensure that the, it's not replicated is not an option. We just cannot have it happen again. Um, yeah. Like it, it, it could, it could very well have proved costly to the piercing, um, in that they had, you know, Drum had their full complement of five championship games in their group. The piercing had three. You know, so, um, it, 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 you know, apart from the piercing, it's a general point I'm making about about 
the, 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 this whole thing of walkovers. No, nobody wants walkovers. And, um, you know, it's not good for the integrity of the competition. But getting back to Jack, what you asked me first about, which is the um, the game, it promises to be an absolutely fascinating game, as as you rightly said. These are the t the, the sides that were relegated over the last two years. Now, the Piercy, and I, I, I have to say as well, Jack, that just that whilst the Piercy had had been flirting with um, um, relegation for a, a couple of years, it so too had drum. Like they had won a relegation final to stay up against St. Sinan's um, in, was it 2019? And so they, they, they you know, um, they, 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 it was a steady decline in both sides. And um, uh, like the, the revival of Napiersig probably has been much faster than it has with, with Drum Broadford um, because it took Drum Broadford two years to make the comeback. And quite honestly, I, I saw him last year and, you know, um, the, the perception would have been going into this year's championship. Um, um, it was something like Kildaimo Palace Kenry last year who came from nowhere to win the championship. Um, uh, Drum Bradford <coughs> have done something similar this year because, like Jack, the, 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 the Omens were not good um, early in the championship for them. Because they, 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 they were lucky to get over um, newly promoted father cases in, in, in the opening round. And they lost heavily to Rakeel in the second round. So, like, their start to the campaign was anything but ideal. But in typical drum fashion, they, they you know, they've never done panic in drum football, you know. Um, and... Patience is in an abundance out there. So they 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 regrouped for the final three games and had impressive wins, you'd have to say, over over Mungret St. Paul's, Gerald Griffins, and Palace Green before beating St. Sinans in the semi-final. So like <coughs> they're in the final on merit. They're in the final with a great pedigree. And of course, um over the last 20 years, since the turn of the millennium, um, Drum Broadford have made a tradition all of their own. And, yeah. um, like, you know, they, 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 have, they have raised the bar in, in Limerick football. Um, like, in, in their spell from the time in which they were promoted as intermediate champions in 1999, in the 22-year spell, they had, they, had, um, they had won seven county senior titles. And was it beaten, beaten in four, three or four more? And most significantly of all, Jack, you know, they had they had broken a, a real barrier for Limerick football when 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 they won the Munster Clubs Championship um, in in two thousand and eight, and that that included a win in the semi final over Nemo Rangers, who yeah. are the competition specialists. And like you know. Debbie McCarthy and Gareth Noonan, who will be lining out on Saturday, are survivors from those days. So there, 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 there is a link. So if you're talking about experience in drum, there you go straight away to two, two key players. So like the, the transformation now, I, I saw a drum in the quarterfinal last year against Red Keel. And whilst they only lost by about three or four points, they were damn poor. They were damn poor, and um, 
you know, if you ask me on that evening, um, uh, what would Boom's prospects going forward? Um, I would not have painted a very optimistic picture for him, I would have to say. But like, <clears throat> they have regrouped, they've got it together. There's no doubt they have a talented squad, a squad with a very good mixture of youth and experience. And um, as I said, they're in Saturday's final on merit. Yeah, certainly no, on merit. I think. Uh, go on. Uh, from the Piercing, you 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 have something similar, um, um, but the, the, the Piercing revival has been instant, and of, and and of course that that is not particularly peculiar in 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 Limerick football in in re, you know in recent years because, um, Adair um, were relegated and um, when um came straight back up again and have since gone on to win three county senior titles. So, <clears throat> um, and the PSG going to emulate that? I don't know. First of all, they have to get over the huddle of Drum Bradford on Sunday. But they, 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 they have rebuilt. They have a lot of young players in um, and who, you know, will probably be playing in the first final. And um, it, 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 um, um, you know, it'll be a special day for them. But you know, they have their they have their experienced players as well. You know, the the the, the um, Wayne Cronins, the Connor Cordys, the own own Sherlock's of this world, and uh, Anthony Kavanagh, Dean McLaughlin. These players have been around the block for quite a bit, and and um, would would have a considerable amount of of um, seeing an experience to 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 link up with the younger players. So. Um, it, it has all the ingredients of a fascinating game, Jack. And and um, I, I I honestly thought that, um, um, I, you know, going into the semi-final, I have to say I thought Napier 6 Spruce was cooked. <clears throat> Not that there was anything at all wrong with our team or their squad, but I thought that, 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 that the preparation, and I don't want to hug it anymore because of the fact that they had got a couple of walkovers, because of the fact that, um, one of those walkovers was in the last round, and um, uh, they had qualified directly for the semi-final, which meant there was a six-week, six or seven-week lapse, lapse before they played the semi-final. But they got over it, and it's testimony to their character and the level of preparation that went on under cover, under radar, um, and um, here they are in, in 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 the final, and justifiably so. Yeah, justifiably so. I think you know in. Even with all the walkovers, if a team tops their group, you know, and both teams top their group, they're, you know, setting out their stall for the year. And it's a, an intriguing final matchup. And I think it's the the theme of the weekend is, you know, all the finals could go either way. You know, it's there's no real standout favourite in any of the finals. And that's what you want in a final. But um, we, will, we will get to your prediction for that game later on the podcast when we do the two football finals together. But moving on to crew. At the same time on Saturday, Mungert St. Paul's versus Granabell and Gary in the Junior A football final. Um, I suppose teams at, at off, uh, differing ends, Granabell and Gary were last year Junior B champions. Mungert, you know, are kind of, that's their second team. They've been knocking around that area for a long while. Their, their intermediate team just haven't got the job done. They've been perennial contenders in the intermediate championship. But I suppose, firstly, for Mungert, it would be a huge chance for them to get some silverware because, you know, for the intermediate team, they've just missed out in, in the last few years. Yeah, and full credit to Mungret. 
um, to be putting out a, a, a team that that can be so so competitive at junior A, at junior A level. Um, it, it's full 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 marks to them. But it, this 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 is a competition, Jack, that um, has been pockmarked by um, a phenomenal number of walkovers and clubs pulling out of the competition after playing one or two games, um, which is totally totally unsatisfactory and uh, allowing the possibility of this. Um, this thing to continue is certainly not an option. It, it's something that has got to be looked at and um, and look at at the, at the format again because um, it, it's 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 unsustainable this this type of thing. And um, uh, lis- listeners will think I'm going half mad about walkovers today, but you know you you, you can see um, come the end of the, come the end of the season how they can impact on on on. Um, Various teams and 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 what have you, but um, it's going to be a very very interesting final now for Brendan Ballingarry. Um, it, it it has been a fantastic rise through the ranks, Jack. Um, <clears throat> like they they they, they um, it was only twelve months ago that they were crowned Junior B champions. So, like the 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 trajectory for Brendan Ballingarry football is upwards. Now they, they 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 probably I was just looking at their squad and that there there was quite a crossover um, between the players on the junior squad and the uh, and those on the um, on the um, intermediate hurling squad. Now the the um, intermediate hurling, unfortunately for Granabell and Gary, is off the pitch now as they they lost in the Piercy on on Sunday. So it will mean that the full focus this week at least. Um, Leading into the final, will will be on the football final, and um, like they, they they will not be trying to juggle between uh, the possibility of being in two finals and players playing in both finals within what um, within two weeks of each other. So <coughs> now Mungret have a, have a squad, as I said, full credit to to Mungret for um, um, a, a second squad getting to the junior A final. Um, they, they, they have a squad that, that, that is drawn from a lot of very, very good young players that have come through the ranks in Mungret. And I suppose um, one of the most competitive teams in Limerick at underage level for the last couple of years has been Mungret St. Paul. So yeah. like they, 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 they will be getting a dividend off that. I think they won a, a premier minor or two along the way. So um, there'll, be, there'll be players off that. So it's, it's, it's all set up for a very, very good final, Jack. Yeah, it's interesting just looking at their paths that Granabell and Gary started, I suppose, life in junior A with a loss. They've they've been perfect since, you know, on beating Harbison fairly comfortably in the semi-final 116. The 10 points shows that progression. Mungert St. Paul's then have won five out of their six games, only losing to Manny Brick and Bore more and beat Camogue Grovers in the semi-final, who were finalists last year. So I suppose when you weigh up the grand scheme of the championship, to two deserving teams are in the final. I think it's fair to say. Ah, uh, yeah, and, and you talk of Camogue Rovers there, um, finalists last year, and um, you know, um, they won the league this year and won it very, very impressively. And um, they, they, they would have had, a, they were a club that would have serious ambitions about, you know, um, uh, going a step further this year. Um, but, but we we spoke earlier in the podcast about the difficulty of um, of um, beating a team twice in the championship and. Um, we referenced and, and spoke about Effin and Mona Lee. And if you look at this championship, Granabell and Gary had to play um, <coughs> Hospital Herberstown in successive weeks or um, 
two weeks apart and whilst they only beat him by two points in the group game when it came to the semi-final they had nine points to spare so it's difficult but possible I suppose you, you could say because we have two clear examples of where it has been done um, so yeah look it's it's a final I would love to be at but unfortunately I can't because I'll be tied up with the game in Kilmallock um, but it, 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 it promises to be a very very good game <coughs> yeah it's it's an intriguing game um, two evening match teams I know Granite uh, Gary very well from Glenn Junior Palestine and I suppose they're a team that hurling came first and they had the capability in football but it's very hard to juggle but they seem to be managing that this time around and you know they'll they'll take some beating but Munger are the more seasoned team in the championship it's an intriguing one alright um, and we'll get to a prediction later on the podcast um, before we get into All-Stars both of the Monaghan and Ula ladies football teams have Munster finals to look forward to. Um, Monaghan are back in the final after losing last year to Castellan and Desmond. They will play um, this year in the final after beating Fergus Rovers at the weekend, 11 points to four in their semi final. Um, fairly comprehensive from the West Limerick side and looking to go one better than last year. And obviously, Ula beat Fireys in uh, or Fireys from Kerry. In their semi-final, they obviously won the Intermediate Championship in Limerick. They're playing junior and Munster. But fair play to both those teams. That you know It was a tough Limerick campaign. And to be able to go back to the well and get to Munster finals um, is brilliant recognition for you know the growing aspect of, of ladies football in Limerick. Absolutely. They, 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 they've struck a blow in the Provincial Championships for, for, um, for, for Limerick ladies football. And... Um, it, it was very, very interesting, and I, I, I said it to him on Sunday when I was speaking with Martin O'Sullivan, the morning game manager, after the Newcastle West semi-final win. That, that um, immediately after winning the county final, when we were speaking with him, and I think were you there, there Jack, and we interviewed him, um, the focus had immediately turned to um, the provincial championship, um, which which is. Um, which was to me was a very very good sign in 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 their hour of a great victory, um in their hour of completing um back to back titles, I, I I was amazed at how quick and seamlessly they seemed to be able to switch the focus immediately, um to what Martin at the time described as unfinished business in Munster, and um, by God and they've they've done it the hard way Jack. They've gone to Kerry to beat Crokes. They've gone to Clare to beat Fergus Rovers. Um, you know, and the, the, the provincial final is on in Mallow. Um, on the sixth, it's it's actually clashing with with the, the Limerick Senior Football Championship final. And therein lies a problem for um for um a few for Newcastle West and Monegay because um Mike Quilligan, who is part of the management team of, of, of Monaghan is the Newcastle West goalkeeper. And um, of course, Martin O'Sullivan, who is the, 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 the long-time Monaghan manager, successful manager, is a selector on the Newcastle West team. So those two lads are going to be first, faced with a serious, serious dilemma um, on, on, on Sunday week. And let's hope that there will be a meeting of minds somewhere along the line. Um, that will will accommodate um, two men that have given a fantastic contribution to the GAA across the codes, across the codes, and they deserve to be accommodated. 
Like we had a situation on county final day um, when when um, James E. Kelly is also involved. You know, yeah. so <coughs> you know when um, when Mike Mike um, Quilligan and James E. had to make a mad dash away at halftime in the county final to play a single football game with Newcastle West in the championship, and it was a vital single football championship game because it was a winner take all game with, with, with Father Casey's with a semi-final place up for grabs. So um, let's hope, let's hope that, that, that there is a meeting of minds on that one because it, it, it would be so, so, so unfair to the lads um, to be put in that dilemma. And um, now Ula also had, had a very good win. Now, I, I'm not sure who they're playing in the final, Jack, but I, I know Monaghan playing Mulnahorn from Tipperary. Yeah. Good. They had a very, very good win over Fireys, but you know, to put it into context, like it was, it, 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 it was, it's Ula's first sortie into into provincial championship. So, like that, and to go to Kerry, and not just to win, but, but to win so convincingly, it 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 it, it augurs well going forward, Jack. And I know we'll probably be speaking more about both finals. Um, in in seven days' time in the next podcast. But in the meantime, yeah, we will of course happy um, but... congratulations to everybody involved with both clubs. It's, it's been a phenomenal achievement, and let's hope girls go on and bring us back to provincial titles. Yeah, that is the hope. Um, also on this Sunday, I suppose before and during the county final, there'll be. Remembering the Limerick team of 1997 that won the league. I know you're involved with that. And a lot of great players on that Limerick team that just didn't get the All-Ireland. You know, they so richly deserve. But nice to recognise the team of 97. Um, I think there's a, a banquet beforehand and they'll be, uh, I suppose, displayed to the crowd at halftime on the Gaelic Crowns. I know you're involved in that. Yeah, Jack, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing MC for the, for the, for the lunch and... Um, that's on in the Strand Hotel, and it's a privilege to be asked to do it um, for a with a fantastic group of a group of players like who, who won Jack um, a unique league. I suppose any competition that you win, you you you, you tend to think that it, it's unique. But um, strangely, the final was played on the fifth of October, nineteen ninety-seven, twenty-five years ago, Jack. But um, it, it it the the, the league spanned right through March, April, May, June. And then went into hibernation, or what's the equivalent, uh, the summer equivalent to hibernation, whatever it is. But then um, was finished out in 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 um, up in October. But that, that that was brought about, Jack, by the fact that the the Central Council in 1996 um, uh, had um, uh, made a decision to disengage with winter winter league hurling, because prior to that, the league you start in October. And span up to April. Now this this was before you were born, Jack. But um, that that was the league because the the, the championship used used to be scarcely over when you were into the following year's league. And but in '96 they decided to to disband that to disband or dispense with that practice, and and go and have it in the calendar year. And um, so and they also they, they made a decision at the time. Um, to avoid playoffs because there used to be a myriad of playoffs um, and they decided to opt for scoring difference or scoring average 
And um, but Limerick won the first league on, under that format. Now Jack, they did it a very very hard way. And 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 I I I just won't take your time now or hug it at this stage. But just to say that they 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 they, they had to beat Kilkenny twice in Nolan Park. In, in the first round, they beat him by a point in the first round, and they again met in the semi final. And despite Limerick and Kilkenny finishing <coughs> level at the top of the group, but Kilkenny had a better scoring difference <clears throat> because this predated the head to head in the GA. And again in the semi final, but Limerick won by nine or ten points in the semi final. So, and then they had to face Galway in the final in Innes. Um, which were the only team that had beaten them in the group stage and had, give, had given them like a bit of a trimming, you'd have to say, in in Athen Roy. So going going down to Ennis that day, um, Galway would have to be would have had to be hot favourites, but Limerick came out of it, managed by Tom Ryan, um, uh, would would um, came out of it with a three points victory, and um, it's it's just going to be recalled on Sunday. And like some of the great names like Kieran Carey, TJ Ryan, Gary Kirby, uh, the Nash brothers, Stephen McDonough, Joe Quaid, Dave Clark, Mike Houlihan, the names Mike Galligan, the names just 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 Frankie Carroll, the names just roll off. They were all involved in it. And as you rightly prefaced our discussion on it, on it by saying, Jack, that you know, definitely there was all Ireland potential in those in that team. So um, I'm really looking forward to Sunday, and I hope that uh, when when they trot onto the the hollow turf of the Gaelic grounds at halftime on Sunday, that they will get the reception that they richly deserve. Yeah, that that will be the hope that they do get that reception that they definitely do deserve. Um, you know, we'll finish with predictions as we always do, but before we get into that, we'll kind of do our own predictions for All Star awards. Uh, um. And we've made no bones about it. I suppose you're somewhat disdain for the All Stars sometimes. I think it's unfair. Certain times um, players are left out. Look, there's nothing you can do about that. I wouldn't say, I, I, I wouldn't say disdain, but um, I, I, I would yeah. say quite, um, the concept of All Stars, I think, is very, very good. You know? Oh, definitely. Um, but sometimes, and I, 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 I suppose I'm in, in an absolute majority. Um, that would be differing with, with with the selections from time to time. Um, it comes with the territory with these things, but um, you know, I I had I had a particular gripe over a particular position in 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 in, in a number of years, and um, uh, what we're going to do now, Jack, I presume, is we're going to second guess um, what yeah. the August body of selectors um, that picked the All Stars rather than. Um, Will will who they will come up with? It's it's just not our opinion. It's our opinion yeah. on what we think and what they what we think they're going to come up with. So um, if if have you have you on the screen there? Yeah, I'll get up the I'll get up the first set for here. The, the goalie and the defenders. We have goalkeepers Anna Murphy, Owen Murphy, and Nikki Quaid Limerick, and then. Defenders, Sean Finn, Barry Nash, Mike Casey, Tara Burns, Declan and all Limerick, Mikey Butler, Hugh Lawler, Richie Reid, Paddy Deegan, Kilkenny, Paul Flanagan, John Conlon, Dermot Ryan, David McInerney, Claire, 
Dybark, Findenberg, Park Mining Galway, Kieran Joyce of Cork, and Damien Reck of Waterford. So, um, if you'd like to kick us off, Matt, and again, I think it's going to be, for me anyway, straight away, it's going to be what we think is going to happen, not necessarily uh, what, we, we... what we want to happen, but it's what we think is going to happen with regards to the goalkeeper. So, if you were to second guess well, the All-Star Committee... Well, I... I... I, I would challenge the 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 the, 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 the All Star Committee or whatever they have to to come up with a semblance of a cogent argument to say why Nicky Quaid shouldn't be the All Star goalkeeper. And you think they will pick Nicky? Uh, I I I don't know, but as far as I'm concerned, Nicky Quaid is the All Star goalkeeper. Yeah, I. I have it in brackets here if I have a disagreement with him and I have Nicky Quay, but I think they'll go with Owen Murphy. Um, not that Owen Murphy isn't one of the best goalies of all time, but I think they're two of the best goalies of all time. Ooh, I don't think there's really much to... this, is, this, this, this is not a reflection whatsoever on Owen Murphy. An absolutely fantastic goalkeeper. You know, fantastic goalkeeper. Nicky Quay has been the complete goalkeeper. We, you know, um, you know, we fully won't realise how good he's until he's gone. Yeah, but, hopefully we're not worried about that for a while. No, no, no. And that, 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 that the contribution he makes, not just in his goalkeeping duties, but his contribution with puck out distribution and, of course, um, leadership. He, you know... He, uh, Nicky Quaid, goalkeeper. Yeah. Again, as, as I said, I, I think it's going to go to... Owen Murphy, but I think Nicky Quaid is the deserving goalkeeper. But look, we hopefully that you're right and I'm wrong in that regard. The defenders, and I'll just pop them back up on the screen there. Uh, your full back line, Matt, uh, I presume we will go through the hurdle of the year in a while. And Barry Nash is one of the nominees, I'd imagine he's first choice. Well, I, 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 I think the full back line, I think, um, even though I've heard the number of people making cases for Mickey Butler, but um, I, I, I can't see, um, you know, it's very, very hard to look past Sean Finn, Hugh Lawler, and Barry, Barry Nash. Yeah, I, I do have one, I have one difference to you. Um, I think Sean, I think Barry Nash is going to get one, there's no doubt about that. I think Sean Finn should get one. Um, I think maybe voter fatigue kind of comes into it, you know, that if you're voting for the same player of the year, sometimes they can miss out. But I think they're going to move Sean into fullback and put Mikey Butler into the corner. Um, I think we're both in agreement that there'll be a split between two Limerick, one Kilkenny. You have Finn Nashon and Hugh Lawler, who I've written down here as well. But I went Mikey Butler, Finn and Nash. Um, but that, that, would, that, would, that, would, that, that, that would raise questions about it, because um, about the, the All-Stars, because... If that if that were to happen, because there's no doubt Sean Finn is the best right fullback in the country. Yeah. Um, Hugh Lawler on, on his performances during the year has been the best fullback, just ahead of Mike Casey now. Very very close call, and in 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 the other corner you have Barry Nash without question, um, the best left fullback in the country. Yeah, I understand that argument, but I suppose you could make the argument that a lot of teams only play two inside and one kind of further out, and Barry Nash would be the example of that. That he's, you know, probably between half back and full back. So that's why I think they they'll they'll go with that. But I mean, 
you know, we're again early second guessing these people. It's if it was for me, Sean Finn would be on that team every other week, regardless. Nash and Finn, and then pick up Butler and Lawler, whichever you want. And I think Mike Casey deserves a real strong mention. There's not really much talk on Mike, but to come back from injury and start every game in an All Ireland winning campaign, you know, after two years out, is not many would do it, but Mike was flawless. Um, half back line, um, again, All Star or Hurler of the Year nominee at five. I think we'll be in agreement with Tara Burns. And no, we're, there. We're totally in agreement with that. Can you can you just flash it up again, Jack, please? I will. Yeah. Um. So I suppose half backs you'd have Burns, Hannon, uh, Richie Reid, Paddy Deegan, John Conlon, David Ryan, uh, Dave McInerney, Fintan Burke, Mannion, Joyce would probably be the the half back line there. Yeah, you had you of course, um. Dermot Ryan was a player that had a very, very good, um, a very good yeah. season, but he he's, he's in direct competition with Dermot Burns, so that's a no-no. Yeah. Um, Declan Hannan at centre half back, I think the value of De- Declan Hannan um, more often than not goes undervalued and under the radar. I think he will probably come under pressure. Um, a, a case can be made for um, a Kieran Joyce. Of, of Cork, but I think it might be a year or two too soon for him. Um, <clears throat> I think probably at the end of the day they'll opt for Patrick Mannion and Galway, maybe. Yeah, that's the that's the line I have. Uh, Dara Burns, I think, is a shoe in. I think Declan Hannon should be a shoe in anyway. I don't there should be any dispute. I, there. I, of, course I do. of course, I think he should be a shoe in, but um, it's it's it, it's not what we think. It's what the, that that August body that uh, what they think, you know. So. Uh, um, yeah, and uh, I'd be going for David McInerney at left half back if player. Um, if you were picking it, do you think they will? No, what they will, yeah. yeah. I think Mannion, I think Park Mannion will get it. Um, uh, judging by their picks, uh, if it was me picking, I know Joe Cooney didn't play, he played probably more forward, but he's he played a share in half back. I go with him, but if we, what we think is the Burns Hannon will be named 100%. You're thinking Dave McInerney from Clare. I think Park Mannion from Galway will get the nod. Um, no, no I'm, I'm saying that Park Mannion, oh. well, I think the three will be Dermot Burns, Park Mannion, and um, and David McInerney. You don't think Hendon will get it? No, I don't, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't think that. I, I don't know, but um, you know, he should. They don't have to vote it, you know. Oh, I, I think, I think that is will definitely get one. Um, could be wrong now, but I, I think he will get one. Um, into midfield, uh, for me anyway, these are the two I pick, and I think they'll be named as well Adrian Mullen, Kilkenny, Dave Fitz, Claire. Yeah, I couldn't argue with that. Um, David Fitzgerald had an absolutely fantastic year, an incredible year. Um, you know, was really what an engine he was there for for Claire at the centre. Um, <coughs> a case wow. can be made, of course. A, a, a strong case can be made for Willow Donahue. Um, Tara Fitzgibbon had a decent year as well. Don't forget that. Um, um, Tom Monaghan was very Tom good Monaghan, for Galway, in fairness. Yeah. Tom Monaghan was very, very good for Galway. Very, very good for Galway. Yeah, um, competitive six there. I think Fitz and Mullen were a bit ahead, but I do have William O'Donnell written down. I think he just kind of goes under the radar. Dave Fitz and Mullen score a lot. 
which you know is, is an obvious thing, but what the work Will Donahue does outside of tennis probably goes unnoticed somewhat, but I think Mullen and Fitz will get it, and I think that's fair. Yeah, I think so. Um, into the forwards then, so nominees, Groen Hegarty, Kyle Hayes, Tom Morrissey, Aaron Galland, Seamus Flanagan, Limerick, TJ Reid, Owen Cody, Kilkenny, Connor Whelan, Cahill Mannion, Joe Cooney, Galway, Tony Kelly and Shane O'Donnell from Clare, then Robbie Flynn, Cork, Desi Hutchinson, Waterford, Noel McGrath, Lee Chen, Wexford, Donald Burke, Dublin and Killian Doyle, Westmead. Um, half forward line, Matt, we'll start with. Uh, TJ Reid, I suppose, is a is a hundred year nominee. Have you in in the half forward line? Yeah, well, no, I got all three up there, and I had Kyle Hayes and Tony Kelly in the half forward line in that order. Well, I have I have Hegarty and Hayes ten to eleven, uh, and I had Reid twelve. But I do have Tony Kelly thirteen. But we'll get that in a minute. But no disputing Grant Hegarty or Kyle Hayes. Really, Hayes probably took a bit what a longer. To readjust to eleven, um, but he was phenomenal in Crow Park. Grant Hegarty was brilliant all year. Don't get me wrong, but one five dollar in final would nearly get you it alone. But, um, no real, I suppose, question on on that. Them two there definitely the Limerick boys. Yeah, they they would they, they would be my three now. As I said, um, I'd be going um Heg- Well, I think they'll go Hegarty, Hayes, and and Tony Kelly. Um, no, as I said, you know, I've, I've had cases made for Shane O'Donnell of Clare, um, Noel McGrath. Um, you, you know, there, there are a number of players there that you, you could make a case for, but um, I I think that that's the likeliest, likely composition of that, a probable, com- a possible com- com- um, uh, um, composition of the half every time. Yeah, I suppose with the forwards. They're probably more fluid in the fact that you could probably play a share of them in the half or full forward line. You know, obviously TJ Reid and Tony Kelly will never stay still. They'll move around. Lee Chin is another one there just looking at that list. But my full forward line, what I think they're going to go with is Tony Kelly at 13, which could be swapped with TJ Reid at 12, makes no odds. Aaron Galan full forward and Connor Whelan of Galway in the corner is how I think they'll go. Um, Your thoughts? Uh, Adam Galan, TJ Reid, and um, Cahill Mannion. Yeah, I suppose we, we do. I'm, have, a big, I'm a very, very, a very, very big fan, as you know, of of, of Connor Whelan. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think in the last year he did not make the same impact as he had in previous years. And um, but he, he's, uh, you know, to me, Connor Whelan is an absolute out and out outstanding hurler, absolutely outstanding hurler. Um, but I'm I'm leaning towards Cahill Mannion. I thought he did great here. Yeah, I thought Cahill Mannion was brilliant. I think we're kind of deciding Galway will get that that number fifteen spot. I suppose Shane Flanagan will be one that will be feel. Well, Shane you know, after after the Munster final in which he scored eight points from play like that, you know that that was a compelling case in itself for all star inclusion. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Again, again, we qualify what we're saying by saying that we're second guessing. Oh yeah. Um, into young hurler of the year nominees: you've Kieran Joyce from Cork, Mikey Butler, and Owen Cody Kilkenny. Um, Owen Cody obviously won it last year. If you were to pick your choice, I think it would be Mikey Butler. Yeah, 
I think I think Liverpool as well. They, they, I would make a very 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 strong case for Kieran Joyce. Yeah, he was he was very very good, very good player. I, I, I real real player, a real real big player in the making is Kieran Joyce. No question about it. But I I I, I think um, Mikey Butler will be disappointed in the All Stars, and but I think he he probably will be named. Um, he he'll be, he'll be named as the as the young hurler of the year. He, he had a great year, no no question about it. I'm not disputing it for one minute, you know. Um, but his problem with getting an all star is that there's, there's a certain gentleman from Bruff called Mister Finn. Yeah, you know, I, who I doesn't think, um... do sec- who doesn't do second to anybody, Jack. So I think it would be a fair compromise that... to to get young hurler of the year. It happened with Kyle. Obviously, in 18, he missed out on, <laughs> excuse me, an all-star place. But he got younger of the year, and sure he's, respond- he's only in his third all-star on Friday night now. So I think that would be a fair compromise for Mikey Butler to miss out on the all-star but get younger of the year. And obviously then, the big one that uh, Hurler of the year, looking for a Limerick man for the fourth time in five years after Keane Lynch won the first in 18. You have Dearma Burns, Barry Nash, and TJ Reid. You know, it's. I think last year was fairly unanimous that Keane was the best hurler in the country. You know, I had the best performances to go with it. But this year, it's. I think it's a lot closer this year. You know, you can make really just arguments for any of those three. You can. You can make. You can make absolutely compelling arguments for all three. But um, I think at the end of the day, um, it would come down. And now this this is not decided by. A, a selection committee. It's 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 decided by um, it's decided by a vote of their fellow players, um, <clears throat> which in itself puts a bit of uncertainty in it, Jack. But um, yeah, I'm going for Dermot Burns. I think he had an absolutely fantastic year, and um, you know, um, like Dermot Burns has had a fantastic career, Jack. If if you go all the way back to he captaining Limerick at under twenty one level in twenty fifteen. And the part he played, and and uh, you know, that it, it was that victory that spawned uh, the phenomenal success that we have enjoyed over the last five years, and it, it was one of the main building blocks, and he is one of them. And um, I, but look, he, 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 this will be decided in performances in 2022 in isolation. What has gone before will not count for anything, but. Um, I, I just want to make that point because Dermot Burns has made such a contribution um, to Limerick's success and and, um, and and the glory that we have enjoyed over the last almost a decade now between under-21 and, and senior. But um, his performances, I, I thought his performances during um, 2022 were off the scale, Jack. You know, um, his phenomenal scoring record and his overall play, and there was there was one point there in particular. I think you know that was he cut the puck out, just put it back over the bar. You know, um, it's only special players do that, and and um, and players on on really really on top of that game. And I I really thought he was really really the outstanding performer of 2022. Now, now Barry Nash was not too far behind him. Barry has had yeah, a fantastic uh, I think... game. A fantastic year, and uh, it, it's it's just unfortunate that two greats, 
you know, of, of, of Limerick hurling that are going to head to head for it and that one of them are going to be disappointed. Um, but but of course, don't discount TJ Reid. Yeah. Um, the vagaries, Jack, the vagaries of the ballot box. So, True. And look, my, my opinion, you wouldn't begrudge him. Yeah, you wouldn't begrudge TJ, but I just don't think this year he was as good as the two lads and winning the alert. No. That is what you go to do, and TJ nearly single handedly did it. I think David would get it. Um, I think he's totally deserving winner. But if I was I think, picking I think it, I'd go. Will, I, I think he will, and I wish him that, you know, um, uh, it, it would be a fitting reward for, for, for Dermot because, you know, he, you know, as I say, what he has done is, has been phenomenal. Yeah, I'd probably go with Barry myself. I just like the story of, you know, he, he was in the forwards and kind of ever, and then came in half back and him and corner back and kind of revolutionised how Limerick play. But you mentioned the longevity of Dara Burns and he's been a key man in the entire run. You wouldn't begrudge either one getting it. I think Dara will get it and oh, totally, totally deserving winner. Absolutely, absolutely not, Barry Nash. And like, we, 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 we saw the type of performances that Barry Nash put on in the county championship, which were again off the scale. Like, you know, absolutely fantastic. And and again, you know, we saw in, in that particular championship and through the course of the Limerick Championship, we saw the versatility of, of Barry Nash. You know, and even even becoming the, the, the South Liberty's free taker. Yeah. Just absolutely, you know, uh, that, 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 there is no end to that man's versatility. It's as simple as that, Jack. Yeah, no, two brilliant herders, um, equally deserving. Probably going to be Dermot's to get this year, but who's to say that Barry won't come back next year and win it? But, I mean, those are our selections. What we think is going to happen at the All-Stars, um, it'll be tomorrow even by the time this comes out, but I think if we were choosing Matt, we'd have 15 Liverpool All-Stars, I think it's fair to say. But um, Moving on, best, the best of luck to everyone. And obviously, Keen Sheehan will be there as well, Matt. Um, we'll know Friday morning before the All-Stars whether Keen gets one or not. I think just with the name being knocked out in the qualifiers certainly works against him. But again, huge, I suppose, praise to Keane for being nominated for an All-Star. Ian Corbett was nominated in 2020, again, showing the, the fruits of Limerick's work. Oh, yeah, and, uh, in football, you know, we got, a, we got a snapshot of what Keane Sheehan was all about in the county semi-final on, on, uh, on um, Sunday. Like, he, he's an absolute born leader and... Um, he, he he has he has energy levels that are simply phenomenal. The amount of ground that he covers, um, an excellent excellent footballer, and uh, <coughs> I I certainly wish Kean the very very best of luck. And I I if second guessing these people, I think he, he's an outsider. But um, how much we would love if he just got it, you know? Yeah, it'd be brilliant. But I suppose after two years away, I think just everyone has the chance to go. I hope they enjoy their night, you know, because there's a lot of players that. I've been nominated now for the last few years and have ne never experienced so the All-Star Banquet. Um, I'm sure it's a very enjoyable night, so hopefully they enjoy it and that Limerick, you know, gets uh, a nice few awards and hopefully an award in football and Harland. But it remains to see, but the best of luck to, uh, you know, everyone going there, but especially Rick contingent uh, in Dublin on Friday night. Um, to round out the podcast, as always, Matt, we'll have our predictions. Already got yours for uh, for the Harland in the 
in the previous podcast. We'll just go through last week's results. Back Newcastle to win by three, and that's exactly what they did. And that give you, even though I had one more right than you, you still got more points, six versus five, uh, and there were a lot of games to look forward to. But Bowen for Newcastle, Crow, and um, I had a dare, and the Pierce should come through their respective semi-finals in football in Ireland, and you had Kieran's come through. Khalidi, um, I went for Khalidi after the quarterfinals, but that's the state of play at the moment. It'll rehash there the Cedar Harlan final, your prediction, or I can tell you I have it written down here. Kilmallock a point. Kilmallock by one was your prediction, and then in the in the Harlan, the Premier Intermediate Harlan. Oh, what are you giving Kilmallock in the Piercing? Well, I went the piercing by point, but I did say that it would go to extra time. Um, but it is to be finished on the day, so I went the piercing by one solitary point. Uh, but again, there's a full well, preview I'm, of that. I, 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 I know you're going for rough by two. I'll go for rough by three. Yeah, in the parent meeting, Marlene mm-hmm. versus Brough, uh, I went two, and you're going by three. So moving into the football, um, and you can you know give your reason behind it, but Trum versus the Piercing, a winner by how much? Trum Bradford by two. Trump I think they've hit it rich there in the forum. Um, there's a good lot of experience in the team. There's a good blend in the team, and um, um, I yeah I I I I think they'll just share it because you know. The like of Gary McCarthy and Garrett Noonan, as we've already spoke about, um, the Noonans, Michael O'Sullivan, you know, they, 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 there's a wealth of experience in in, in, in the squad. And, um, you know, I was doubtful about him up along, even in the semi-final, I was doubtful about him, but they, they, they certainly have convinced me that they possibly, probably have the, the credentials um, to to return to Singer football in 2023. I'm going for them to win the final by two points. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and it still just have a feeling for the Pierce League. Uh, I've had it for a share of the championship. They've obviously done well with it before, and they've had two weeks now. And I'm going to go to Pierce League by two. You know, if you're going to get promoted after coming down, it's the first year is the year to do it. And I think the Pierce League will do it. Um, and obviously another game among St. Paul's versus Gary in the Junior A Football Championship Final. I'm, I'm going Grandabell and Gary by two. And do you know what? I'm going Grandabell and Gary by three. I've seen them relatively recently. They only won the Junior last year. But as I said, they were kind of a coming team for a long time. Um, you know, uh, and I think they'll get the job done. But Munger having cried out for silverware in football, they've had a lot of it underage, as you mentioned. So, you know, could go either way. But again, again the finals, uh, I think the largest margin of victory is, is three points per predicted. A lot of ones and twos inside there, you know. It makes for a very entertaining weekend, Matt. It does. Certainly, we're looking forward to it, Jack. Roll on the game. Yeah, so we have three on Saturday. Trump the Pierce, three o'clock in the Skeeton. Munger St. Paul's and Grandin Bellingary is on in Croom. And Bruff and Monaline is on in Kilmallock. And then Sunday, the big one, a quarter of four, back in the Gaelic Crowns, where it belongs. Bershig versus Kilmallock. Um, as I said, we have the, the full preview of the Harden Finals on the other podcast. But for now, Matt, a huge thank you to you. I know we've had 
back to back recordings here now. Um, I changed my t shirt so to make it look as though we did whilst doing it at the same time because we're going back days. But a huge thank you to you, Matt. Um, enjoyable weekend, hopefully, in store for everyone. Hopefully, the weather is okay and that whoever's teams come through the final. But again, thanks everyone for listening and thank you to you, Matt. We'll be in touch next week to look back on those finals and look forward to four more. So, thank you. Impression again, we get all we want to put in, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact it in, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 